Hello, everyone. My name is Shane German, the music director at WYCE 88.1 FM in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Today, we're thrilled to welcome into our virtual studio, Jess Sylvester of Marinero. Pulling sonic influences from classic Latin American groups and international composers from the 60s and 70s like Esquivel, Carol King, and Serge Gainsbourg, along with modern influences like Chicano Batman and Conan Moccasin, Jess Sylvester's project, Marinero's new album, Hella Love, serves as a love letter to his hometown and the place he grew up, the San Francisco Bay Area. Marinero, which means sailor in Spanish, is used as a means to honor his parents' stories, his father, a sailor, and mother, a Mexican-American who grew up in the Mission District of San Francisco. This beautiful new album mixes bossa nova, tropicalia, and psychedelic dream pop influences with lush percussion and orchestrations. Hello Love is out now via Hardly Art Records and has been added to the WYCE Music Library and placed in our top 10 most played albums here at WYCE for the month of May upon its release. Please welcome to WYCE, Jess Sylvester of Marinero.
Shane, hello, Michigan. <laughs> it's it's a lovely to meet you. Uh, this album has been doing really well here. We have um, uh, uh, Spanish language music programming every morning called El, Mu El Mundo Musical, um, and in addition to just regular programming on our air, and it just is a gorgeous record. You can go multiple directions with it, um, uh, with a song before or a song after, and it's just a really gorgeous record. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Uh, I want to talk to you. You you say that this album is a grand farewell, a love letter to your hometown and the place that you grew up and that you finished it um, uh, before relocating to Los Angeles. Why the goodbye to San Francisco? It was, um, I think, through touring and through uh, spending a little bit more time in Los Angeles over the past uh, like five years, I... I realize that there's a lot more going on here in terms of like music and bands that I really admire and then, and I'm like inspired by. So it's one of those things I've been talking about moving. I mean, moving, I've been talking about it for a long time now. And so making the record, it just kind of worked out in a way that I, I knew I wanted to leave and I knew that that was the plan. And it's kind of like, you know, a last day on the job or like, you know, if you know that you have a short amount of time to experience a certain place or person or, or event in your life, like you're going to take it, you're going to, you're going to, um, I don't know, appreciate it a little bit more. And for me, so it, it was a great way to kind of like reflect on where I came from, who I am and like where my parents, what their story, what my family's story is. And, and just like, it made me, <clears throat> you know, appreciate my home, you know, the Bay area a little bit more too. It just became like an easy theme to talk about because, um, there's so much to, to talk about when in a bi biographical sort of way, I guess, in that talking about home and, and, and growing up, fortunately, in a place like the Bay Area. Now, what um, talk to me about your parents, because you're it's really like a, a, a gorgeous, almost like familial storyline of um, or an ode to your parents story. Talk to me about your dad being a sailor and your mother's upbringing uh, in the Mission District uh, and your childhood growing up and kind of how that life story influenced um, a lot of these songs on the album. Yeah, it, it's, it's a funny like, I mean, it's an interesting choice in terms of like, uh, like lyrics and, and song ideas. Um, 
but for some reason with Marinero, it became more in general, even from the beginning of the project and like the first few records, it's always been sort of about like history or my family's history. Um, and in, in Hella Love, it's just, it's the same type of thing. Um, but in terms of my parents, like it, it just, it, it was just interesting to think about like my father having grown up on the East coast and having like sailed out, like you mentioned earlier to the Bay area during the Vietnam draft or during the Vietnam war. And for him, it was a way to sailing this, like him taking this long roundabout way was like basically a way for him to like find his own freedom from a tradition and maybe an ideal that his father or his, his peers might've, you know, frowned upon, you know, at the time, you know, there weren't like a lot of people, the Vietnam war was like kind of, I don't know, for my father coming up from the West, the East coast and being kind of there, it's a little bit more like, I don't know. Um, I think go, if your, your family name and your school you go to, I think have more value in play on the East coast than they do out here. Mm -hmm. And, um, long story short, like it was, it was a huge voyage for him to come out here and just like the chance of him coming out and the chance of him being here in 69 in the Bay area when all these things were happening in the sixties. And for instance, like the, the, the occupation of Alcatraz was happening at the very time my dad came out here and, and just meeting my mom and my mom, my mom has, she comes from such a different background. I mean, she comes from the mission and she's like, uh, Mexican American and like, on paper, they don't really seem like they would have much in common. Like my dad being like a Yankee from Massachusetts, but uh, him being Irish, him being Catholic, him having, you know, Catholic guilt and mm -hmm. the similarity, I don't know, humor, all those things like came together. And, um, but you know, it's, 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 it's a lot to talk about. I think when, when it's about your personal family and I try to do it in a way that's relatable, you know, to some mm -hmm. extent, but also like, um, not just for me, but for other people's families that might grow up in the Bay Area or, um, you know, because it's also one of those things that this is, our city's changed a great deal. And so um, I have family members that grew up there that can't afford to live there anymore. So um, it's a way, the album was a way for me to talk about that or talk about like the good things, talk about the things that have unified the city or, um, but it's, it's a great way to talk about like, like it's just a great subject matter. And it, and it was easy. Once I realized it, it was easy for me to kind of fall into those, to find those different um, topics to write about with the songs. And, and I kind of write in a weird way musically where it's like, I try to write the whole record. Um, I'm not really trying to write just like singles. I'm like, I'm making extra work for myself, Shane, you know? Like, <laughs> well, you've got, you've, you've, uh, you wrote, played, and produced it, you know, uh, and you've got these really cool, like, they're like little interludes, they're almost like inter interludes that come in. Um, it's just a really beautiful, beautiful record. And there's a song, um, Nuestra Victoria, which you say is your way of talking about the gentrification in San Francisco, and it's about um, the mission, uh, and it's specifically about a bakery um, there. Talk to me about that song. Yeah, it was like, uh, it's one of those things, I'm, I'm sure like Michigan, there's got to be there's so much, so many changes that you've probably experienced. But like in SF, um, having family that is from the mission, and it's a place that has changed a lot regarding like, 
the gentrification or, or tech and a lot of mm-hmm. companies that have moved in. So it's gotten a little bit nerdier, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, but the, the tragic part of it is like a lot of our, like I said, my family, some of my family can't even afford to live there anymore. Or businesses that we've had in our family couldn't really thrive there anymore because it's just too expensive. But, you know, it's one of those things that is happening all over the country. And I just tried to relate it in a way that there's these special places that have legacies, you know, mm-hmm. that places that we, we've had um, experiences with ourselves, things that we've heard family members highlight, things that are special to us. And, you know, I'm in the recording business, I guess, or, in, or cra- that's my craft, you know, so I can, I can try to document these things um, and talk about them. Um, because to me, it was one of those places that we lost that I was like, really? Like, really? Like, I was kind of like, there goes another like chapter, you know, of mm-hmm. and, and it, it was one of the largest, it was like one of the, as far as Mexican American businesses, it, one I of the oldest, right? The oldest. Yeah. So it was, I, I, th- I just felt that story had value to me and like people who are local that know about it can like connect with it. And so I just thought that was a nice sentiment. You know, it's, it's easy to like blame also another side. And I think I've seen this in our, in socially within my friend group and, and culturally, but like, it's, we're really used to like being like, this is the reason for this. And like that side and like this person. And like, I know I just called them nerds, but at the same time, it's like, it can be done in a way that's like also loving, you know what I mean? And so, so conversations can actually be had. So, it was easier for me to write a song about like fuck you hips fuck you hipster fuck you like yuppie for moving in like it, that would have been easy but i just tried to do it in a way that was just about love because that's that's what i'm about i'm about mm-hmm. health love i guess you know yeah so um at least it, at least in the moment of writing this record you know i was trying to just have that ideal you know of just coming from a loving place and through hell of love through it's just like it's just i just tried to be as come just um reflect in a loving way and deal with some of these situations in a loving way and try to mm-hmm. try to uh, remember a lot of these places that we've we've lost one of the our our one of my radio promoters cosign they do these really cool like social media stories where it's three things that I co-sign and you were one of their co-sign artists. Um, and one thing that I was touched by and it's because it's, it hit me personally is one thing that you co-sign is sobriety and I'm celebrating, uh, uh, 13 months, uh, myself sober. Can you talk to me about your journey, uh, with, um, addiction and getting sober and how that has changed your life? Yeah, Shane, I'm, I'm so happy to hear that for you. And um, I think coming from where we come from in terms of the culture of music, mm-hmm. um, it's not something that, you know, is talked about a lot, but it's like there are some very, like, toxic traits that we've been accustomed to, whether they're modeled through his, history and things that we've looked up to. And there's things that are really fun, you know? Like, mm-hmm. there's I think there's things that I've enjoyed a lot, but... Um, for me personally, it's like the the addiction um, that whether whether it's drugs and alcohol, both consumed you know a portion of my life way more than than music and art you know and I was it became a situation where I was doing way less music and way too afraid to do music and and you know I 
like many musicians, you know, um, was kind of like living a cliche that I thought I had to and, and, but it was really just, it was really wrecking my whole life, you know, and, uh, I'm glad that there's beauty in those, those stories and that the situations to be able to share with other people. And so that I like, I like to talk about it, but, um, I'm not, and and like I maybe said in the cosign, like, I don't care what other people do. Like I'm not trying to eliminate, and I don't think you are either that cool. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to show other young artists that are starting to play music that maybe they can save themselves some time just by seeing like I'm not trying to sell anyone but I'm just trying to say like this is my experience I've managed to do this whole record and all these records sober and it's possible you don't have to hurt yourself and and I think to some extent alcohol and drugs help creatively but I think there's types of people out there like maybe you and I mm-hmm. who can't give ourselves any room to do those, those sort of things because we'll just go overboard and it'll take over everything and so i need to be abstinent from it completely for me to but it's been a great growth like everything i have today is like a result of being sober and like i'm i can actually like have conversations with people i can actually like try to um be vulnerable i can actually deal with life on life's terms it's it's been a it's been a long journey but it's like it's definitely been made everything else uh better yeah i i i think what for me i think because i've been in this music industry for 25 years or something and you kind of get it's almost like it happens before you know it because you're you're going to the shows and then it's it's constantly around and then it just it's like a slow creep and then you wake up one day and you're like holy crap i've been doing this for a long time i don't feel good i'm not thinking clearly you know, um, and with this past year and a half now or whatever it's been, it wasn't just the pandemic. It was also the George Floyd killing. It was the, uh, the election and how hostile that was. And I knew with all of this like traumatic stuff happening, I would not be able to maneuver through it if I did not have a clear and calm mind. And I had to take for me, it was drinking. I had to take drinking out of the equation so that I could maneuver and process that trauma, which I still think that we are experiencing and will experience, uh, especially with the pandemic, for years to come as a society. We we have not quite processed it. Um, so when I saw your cosign and you're like, I, I co-sign sobriety, I was like, Wow, I, I want to talk to him about this because it really uh, touched me and it, it inspired me to keep going. And um, you're right, you, we, we, you, it's almost like a part of a cliche um, within the music industry. It's so easy to get wrapped up into it. And then before you know it, you're, way, you're like neck deep in it and you can't get out. Um, so I appreciate you sharing your story and your honesty and your journey on that. Um, in the hopes that it touches other people as well. And certainly I have no problems with people who drink. If that's what they want to do, that's fantastic. Um, yeah. it's just, it's just for me to maneuver through life. I needed to take that out of my daily equation, um, to be healthier. Oh yeah. I applaud, I applaud that too. Cause like this, this year, like we don't even have to get into all the bullet points, but it's so heavy. If we just look at like what we've all been experiencing, like globally also nationally yeah Um, but also like personally like that's cool that you were able to like make those choices because i've seen i've seen like people 
do really good things with their lives and and like we kind of like protect what we have a little bit more now that it's been threatened and mm -hmm. i've also seen people like like spiral even worse you know mm -hmm. it's sad you know but um yeah. but you know with with us getting our things together in life like opens up more conversation for for others to see that without having to like sell them on it or teach them or you know they can just like oh that person's sober maybe i can talk to them about that sometime if i'm if i'm ready yeah well i appreciate you sharing it it really um it made me um want to keep going because it's um it's uh, not an easy thing to do and i a great artist like you who share that uh truth uh is only inspiring uh in my opinion um now i read i read somewhere that you uh, you, you you have a lot of great musical influences that you that bands that you like like el michael's affair and people like that talk to me it's like some of the people that you are really digging right now yeah el michael's affair is a great one like i i probably um say that he's my favorite producer right now mm -hmm. and like i don't know him personally but i know friends from chicano batman who worked with him on their last record um i have some friends down here in la that have worked with him on uh, big crown um as well, like in Brain Story, but I love that record. Like when it came out, um, the last one, Yeti Season, I was, mm -hmm. I was like, I was. It hit. It just like touched me in a way that I, it like musically, where I was like feeling the hip hop, lo-fi drum grooves. I was feeling the the trumpet arrangements. I was feeling the very Sergio Leone like Ennio Morricone sort mm -hmm. of like, like spaghetti western, you know, Italian composer vibes. Um, I just love that world that he's created, you know, um, so much. And there's crossover with hip hop. Um, that's also really cool. Um, but yeah, when, when it comes to him, he's one of my favorite producers here in LA. I can say that like, um, Eduardo Arenas from Chicano Batman is, um, he has like a, his own solo project and he, has one of the best live bands I've seen. And I'm, I can't say he's the reason I moved down to LA, but like seeing artists like him, Shane, like inspired me to kind of get out of, um, come down here and actually be around people that were inspiring and also scary because they're so good, you know? And it, yeah. being around energy like that would push me to do more. Um, other artists, um, like there's this, like Stone's Throw, I feel like continue. Uh put out like really dope music um yeah. so i could list like artists like mind design mm -hmm. john kirby um john kirby um oh also that rec that new record septet is so yeah. good oh well we love big crown here we love stone's throw uh, we love all of that stuff so when i saw some of your some of the people you were digging i was like i we we could just nerd out about this stuff for hours if we wanted to yeah yeah, it's so good. It's so inspiring. And um, I don't feel like my music is like it. I feel like it's it's connected in, in this in a similar world. So it's like being around that or being in a place and like in L.A. where that stuff is happening is just really inspiring, too. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would say that those those records that we've talked about are like probably directly inspiring me more. And also, with some of the other things you were talking about, just like with life stuff and like mm -hmm. the last year. And addiction and all that stuff is like needs to be talked about as well. 
Yeah. Well, uh, we love your influences and we love what you do originally on your album. Um, the new album is called Hella Love. It is currently out on Hardly Art Records. Uh, and it's still getting a ton of airplay here. We absolutely love it. Uh, Jess, thank you so much for taking the time to meet with us today to talk about your life, this album, your influences. It really was a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having me, Shane. Thanks for uh, all your support, the the co-signings. I didn't know that was related to you. Um, and thanks for like picking my album to be like the top 10. Like, yeah. I really appreciate that. Well, we appreciate you, and uh, we wish you the best, and we hope to hear from you again very soon. Likewise. Thank you. See you, Michigan. Don't you?